Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> it was giving me drama. Trying to yeah. open. You know, don't don't um me when you I, delay look, me like every other week, my guy. I, I told you. It. I told you eight oh six, and here was eight oh six, and I'm like, um, hello. Oh, I'm I don't need to pull up like all the receipts of you saying eight, and we started at nine, do I? Well, but this time I gave you a very specific specific time. And you got eight oh six. I sent I you the link at like eight oh six on the like it was like it was like no, eight oh six. It was like it was like eight oh six transitioning into eight oh seven. No. It was eight oh seven transitioning to eight oh eight. No, I don't think so. Look at your receipts. <laughs> uh what's up, old man? <laughs> uh not a lot. And uh, everything. All in yes, butt, right? That's what I was just looking at. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Such a good movie. It was a very interesting movie. Like, that's not, like, you have to be on a different wavelength to watch that movie. To be able to keep up with what the hell is going on. (laughs) The way that it transitions, and it's just like, the first time it transitioned, and then when it got into the like the super ultra multiverses, I was yeah. just like, "Wait a minute, this is a lot. Why is the, <laughs> why is the squirrel like? Uh, okay, okay." Davy, <laughs> Davy, and I watched that movie, and I think we were both just a little high, but it, <laughs> it was a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, that would, to me that would make it harder because my goodness, there was a lot going on. <laughs> There was a lot going but on. But that that little speech sequence at the end, oh my gosh, I didn't cry, you know, because I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want him to see me cry. You know what I'm saying, I'm not a bitch, but I wanted to. I wanted to. It was a good movie. It was, it was definitely worthy of being best picture. Oh, for sure. And that's why I had to see. Like I, I watched it after it won its Oscar. And so, you know, it's just like, well, okay, I got to I got to find out why. Yeah. This movie really worth it. And that movie was really worth it. Yeah. So, so that, that's that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Feel that. How's your week. How was your week? What's going on in your world? Oh man, what's going on in, in my world? Midland? Are you huh? even in Midland? Are you even in Midland right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Midland. Um, what's going on in my world? Well, so today's the day of the new seg. So um okay. a little little excited to unveil that once we get there, but it's nothing nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Um let's see, what's what's some stuff like in, like instead of just saying I worked and played video games all week, what's something <laughs> I can fight? Okay, here's something that matters to me. Taylor Swift and her man broke up. And, oh, oh, and I'm album. a little, and I'm a little, see, don't, don't, don't be, don't be, don't be misogynistic. Don't be a sexist. Don't do that. Don't do all well, that. How is that a sexist? Because that's what because she if, does. Because, because right it's not, up. because she she's been dating this man. Album. 
she's been dating this man for seven years and she's had her greatest career success over those seven years putting out four different new albums two re-recorded old albums winning an album of the year grammy multiple awards becoming the richest female artist of all time and she's in the middle of touring the most successful and wealthiest tour yeah. of all thank time you. while she's been with thank the same you, man thank you Ticketmaster. while she's been with the same man so I don't want to hear nothing. It was a seven-year-long relationship, and it's all her most professional success success ever. But anyways, you know, it's like I'm not saying I live vicariously through that relationship, right? (laughs) But (laughs) as like a little seventeen-year-old who was like, "I'm never gonna find love," and then like you know, my little artist idol found love i was like i can do it and now they split and i'm like love is hopeless (laughs) nah i'm not one of those people who like majorly freaked out over like there's people on instagram that are like i can't listen to these songs about joe anymore it doesn't have the same meaning and i'm like yeah that's go outside touch grass (laughs) take a deep breath oh my goodness but i was just like damn that makes me really sad like i really thought that was her one like i thought i thought we were going to get like marriage, you know, announcements. I thought maybe they'd have a kid. And so for a little self-invested Swifty, I was, I was a little taken aback by that. I was like, Whoa, shit. Wow. You know, um, I had, and I had no idea that happened. You're not <laughs> a Swifty. I didn't even know that she had a seven year thing. Never since 2017. Like I thought she just, she just ran through them every album. Just like, okay, that album's written. You disgust me. Just like, let's let's date. I need some material. Yay, I love you. Oh, you broke my heart. See, guys, okay, this is Courtney's conservative album. side coming out. This is the conservative part of Courtney coming How out. How is the... this conservative? Because it's very sexist. How is it sexist? There are men that can do the same damn thing. <laughs> Sam Smith does the same shit. So don't give me conservative. I'm not. I'm not hearing sexist. No, this is how artists that write about their lives. This is how they work. They work. They write about their personal journeys. <laughs> yeah, but you're over here saying, "Oh, every time she she puts on an album, she goes through another man." Like what? Well, I mean, you know, that's that's what I thought was the the situation. Then it's album of the year. Oh my goodness. But, you know, a seven-year relationship, that, re- that explains why she had to recycle two albums. Oh, just my like, oh, God. Let's just re-record a couple. Courtney, don't, don't start the show off on a bad foot. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go I, there. I, I don't know how, how defensive you are, that girl. See, I saw this. You're, 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 like, too defensive. I saw this Facebook post that was, like, um... Every gay, when every gay is put on this earth, the universe finds a female artist for them to obsess over, and they must defend that artist with their life until the day they die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yours is Whitney that's Houston, true. right? Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, my Taylor. I will. I will go with that. So I was. You're not gonna, yeah, you're not going to talk bad about Whitney. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I don't think people understand just the level of like. 
just love, just pure love I have for this woman. So it's just, but um, I was reading through the comments and it was cracking me up because it's like Lady Gaga and like everybody's liking it. They're like the Lady Gaga stands. And people are like Ariana and then it's like Taylor Swift and everyone's just like listing their artists. And then all the gays are coming out of the word- woodwork to be like, she's my bitch too. <laughs> and you'll see like random straight women in there and they're like we're not talking about you like get the fuck out of here <laughs> it was cracking me up though i was enjoying that thread there were some random ones like carly ray jepson i'm like who like what call me maybe girl that's that's your, yeah. your life stand <laughs> well you know everybody's got their person I think I think it was between Gaga, Beyonce, and Taylor. I think those were the ones that were just like it was like neck and neck, just going after each other. <laughs> oh yeah, you look. I have learned one of the things I've learned you don't is you don't, with, you don't let's don't mess with the beehive. No, you, you don't. don't you do not mess with the beehive. No, at all. Not not at all. <laughs> I will I will swirl around with the Taylor Swifties, with the Swifties all day. But I am. I will. I will get in the middle of the little monsters. But <laughs> I, I'm not messing with the beehive. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, I went to a leadership conference in New Mexico with uh, my boss, uh, Waylon McHale. Okay. We left Monday. Got there Monday evening. Got to my hotel room. It was. Nice. It had like two queen size beds, even though I was by myself. We had separate rooms, and I tried to push the beds together so I could make like a super bed, but they were like in the wall. And I was like, yeah. "Damn it!" That's kind of how hotels work. I wanted like a super bed, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, but it was nice. I mean, and then Tuesday went to the conference, and then we were supposed to stay overnight Tuesday, and then leave early Wednesday morning. And Waylon was like, "Would you mind like you go? We just leave tonight and like." We'll get in at like two in the morning, but then you just have like all day tomorrow off. We don't need a drive or anything like that. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool." Let's go. We got we got back at like two. I slept till about ten, and then I just had this horrible headache. Went to lay down around like two o'clock and just napped until like four thirty, and the headache still wasn't gone. But luckily, before I went to sleep, I had DoorDash myself some ibuprofen. So you know, I had. Thank God no one stole that off my porch. So when I woke up, I took like four of those pills. I mean, I'm feeling a lot better, but my head was hurting, man. Craziness. Crazy. It's crazy to me that how much you DoorDash. <laughs> I know, but if you understood how much my head was hurting, you would. No, you I, I mean, I get, I get that, but like, I, I guess. I don't know. I still, I'm not quite, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I believe in DoorDash. I am, you know, I was city enough to, to use those services a, a lot, but I just feel like, like we're right here by, we're by everything. Things are very convenient to get to. No. And I agree a hundred percent. Like when I lived out here originally, I never went to DoorDash. I just, whatever drove to wherever i wanted to get food that's occasionally maybe order delivery from like a pizza hut or a steak express or something like that and then when i moved to mass the infrastructure is so atrocious that i never wanted to drive anywhere so i would always door dash and now that i'm back i can't break the it's an awful habit horrible habit but i just can't break it because i'm just so accustomed like it's just so convenient it's so fucking convenient 
I don't. It but is convenient. It is something, but I'm like, fuck, Amy, you got to stop doing this. Like the other week, the other, yeah, the other week I calculated how much money I spent on DoorDash for the pay period. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that part. That's why I'm just like, oh. oh. You want to know what the number was? <laughs> no, no, because it's just going to make me yell at you. So let's not do that. You want to know you, what the number want, was? You want to talk about conservative? Yeah. No, let's let's not play that game. 572. Uh, Damien. <laughs> that is ridiculous. $572. How close do you live to a convenience store? I wasn't, it wasn't all convenience store stuff. It was restaurants, you know, lunches, dinners, breakfast. It was like grocery stores. <laughs> That's just so lazy. Oh my god! I, I can we talk about something else? <laughs> can we just move on to another topic? I, I'm not gonna go there with you. That, no, that's let's ridiculous. Hear it, Courtney, let's hear it. No, no, I don't. I'm not even in the mood to get that sermon <laughs> to get on that soapbox because that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Get your life together. That's not, <laughs> that's not acceptable. <laughs> hey, all my bills are paid. Leave me alone. Mm-mm. That is not acceptable. <laughs> uh, oh, I was just about to give you a sermon. No, stop. So this week, <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been an interesting week. Uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. we, I went on another field trip. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you told us about that. Yeah. So Tuesday, I took the fourth graders. We went to MLK Park, which is also in walking distance, just a little bit further than Legacy Freshman. And we met up with Diamondback Energy and Keep Midland Beautiful, and we planted trees. So all of our information told us to be there by 930. As for some reason, I was thinking nine, and it seems like I had seen communications where where they were talking about nine. I think when the Keep Midland Beautiful lady came, Doreen, uh, that's from Keep Midland Beautiful, when she came to our school, I'm pretty sure she said nine o'clock. And so I was geared up ready for us to to take off early and to be there by nine. And one of the teachers was just like, no, I think I read that we're supposed to be there by 930. I went back and looked at the email and the original email, like the original, original email said, did say 930. So I'm like, okay, we'll hold off. Yada, yada. So of course, before we left, you know, I gathered all the children. I gave the speech. <laughs> you represent the entire Peace Academy. Yeah. K, K through six. You know, I expect. And you, have, you should have pointed out, like, hey, my second graders were phenomenal. Okay. Okay. Of course I did. Okay. I, said, I took the second graders on the same trip and they were phenomenal. They were great. And so uh, now I'm taking you guys and I expect the same thing. And uh, the freshman campus had already started um, star testing. And so we had two, what we call zero volume, because, um, you know, now everything is on a volume scale, where zero is absolute silence. And then, you know, 
all the other levels, but no one ever talks about the other levels because zero is the most important. You just want the kids to shut up. So, <laughs> so zero is the most important. So I said, there are two areas on this whole trip that I want zero, zero, level zero. I said, that's when we walk down this hall uh, and walk past kindergarten and first grade classes. I don't want anyone to know that we're there. And I said, and when we get to this campus, I don't want a single soul to even know that we're on their campus. I want complete level zero. Okay. And so, uh, you know, we're going down the street and the kids are having a good time. And, you know, we're all having a good time. We get over to their campus. and I, 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 I use my band director voice, tell everyone, okay, it's level zero. And I mean it. And uh, they did. They were great. Like, I didn't hear a sound. I did not hear a sound. And I took, I took like 83 kids and didn't hear anything. Okay. That's awesome. Until we got over to the park. So we get over to the park and like we walk up and it's like a bajillion people from Diamondback Energy and they've already planted the trees. All of them? Almost. They like left, they left a few trees to plant. And it's like 923. I'm thinking we're early. We're doing great. But I get there, like, all the trees are planted. And I'm just looking like, what the hell? And she, then Doreen came up to me and she's like, I'm sorry, Diamondback Energy, they got here and they just, they were ready to plant. And so they just took over and they just started planting trees. Bad on them for not waiting for the kids. Right? Waiting on the kids. So what we did is the plan was like, the kids were going to split because there were 50 trees. And so the plan was like the kids were going to split into groups of two and three and have to actually work and plant these trees, pair up with some Diamondback Energy people and, and do these trees. Well, they were already there. They were like the adults were looking at us like, where, who are y'all and where y'all been? And so we did groups of 10. Groups of and, 10. Because <laughs> there were like 10 trees left. And so uh, we went and planted what was left. And, and the kids had a great time. Like, they wanted to plant more trees. And, you know, they got a chance to, to name their tree. They got a chance to actually name be in the dirt. The name their tree. So, oh, my. So there are trees out there named uh, Chocolate Chip Cookie. Oh, my gosh. There's a tree named Hot Chocolate. Children make there's, me cringe. Oh, there are, there's a Michael Sims, I think, or something like that. <laughs> you know, dude, where's Marissa? Oh, she's paper now. <laughs> right. Just the, the, the oddest names. But, you know, what's really neat, what was really neat about the project, and one of the things that I emphasized even before they, before we left, is that this is a chance for them to plant into the future. And how when they come back, I said, when you have gray hair like me and you're old, you'll be able to bring your kids back here and show them your tree. And and I said, that's that's going to be pretty special to know that you put that tree in the ground. You made that tree happen. Yeah. And so uh, they were really into it. And it was really cool. We got great media coverage. Um, one of the school board members, Robert Marquez, who, you know, I, I've had lots of feelings about Robert Marquez. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he was there. 
and uh, he acknowledged me. Like, like we talked a little bit. We 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 played nice because of the project and everything. So, <laughs> um, we did that and everything. We got done so early that we let the kids just play in the park. And meanwhile, this is all like two days before they take the start test. And, you know, one of the things that we were concerned about is we're missing out on star review time. Oh, and, you know, hey, hey you know, we got to. We got I to know it's important. Test. I understand. Got to pass this test. We're trying to be an A-rated campus, blah, blah, blah. So then we come back. We make the trip back. I couldn't make it. Like, I was already on my oxygen. I was standing up the whole time. I was in my feet hurt. I was dead. So thankfully we had a bunch of parent volunteers that uh, had checked in and they came out there with us. I'm so grateful to them. So one of them gave me a ride. It was a neat chance to get to talk to her and get to know her a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, I got there way before the kids. And so they, they get back and and into the hall and I'm just standing there. They're just like, how did you do that? Where did you come from? Oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> I led them there, and then I'm so thankful. Uh, one of our PE coaches, who I just – he's a hero, uh, Jake Higgs. He is – he's like one of the other, few other males on campus, mm. few male authority figures on campus. And I had already asked him. I was just like, you know, um, Higgs, I don't know that I'm going to be able to walk this whole thing. Can you please go with us and, and maybe lead the lead the way one way or the other? Yeah. Sure. And plus his stepson is a fourth grader. So he kind of wanted to go on the trip anyway. Okay. So it all it all worked out really well. But it was such a rewarding experience. And even now as I drive by and I see all these little baby trees out there, to know that my kids had a lot to do with that is it's pretty rewarding. And yeah. it's another one of those good good things that happened for my school and good publicity and so I'm definitely all for that. So Earth I don't Day, know about Diamond Energy uh, though. Well, you know, they were doing their part. They know that they up here rape Earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, this was their way of hey yeah, we're raping the earth, but okay. But they couldn't wait it on the kids. <laughs> here, here's some trees and we're hugging kids, so it's not that bad. It's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> So that happened. And then later that day, like I spent the whole day in recovery in my office and I'm working on things just at my desk. And so you were just dead, weren't you? I was dead. I was dead. I was contemplating. I was just like, am I going home early? Because I just, I'm dead. And then about one o'clock, when I had made up my mind that, okay, I'm leaving, I'm going home early, uh, one of the teachers comes in and she's just like, Mr. Rattler. Uh, usually on right before the start test, we have a pep rally and will you be willing to be like our pep rally speaker? Like, you know, you always motivate the kids during um, awards. uh, You know, when we do our six weeks awards and, you know, they, they absolutely love you. And and will you just, you know, be our, one of our pep rally speakers. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. When is when is this gonna happen? And she said, today, about two thirty. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Go. Like, oh, okay. And um, 
you know. Uh, so I should be like, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And really, I'm glad that I didn't. I just was just like, okay, I'm just going to go in here and talk to the kids. And so, uh, you know, it was fun. The, uh, the other PE coach, Coach Hickey, she uh, played music and we got them all hyped and they were on stage dancing and out there in the gym dancing. And we pulled in all of our third, fourth, and fifth, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders into the gym. And uh, played up, played one like the Cupid Shuffle and had them up dancing. And, and then one of those other, you know, hip hop hokey, hokey pokey songs. Hip hop <laughs> hokey pokey. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, kids are all hype and everything. And, and then some of the teachers like their, because reading was, is up first. And so the reading teachers, you know, they, they talked to the kids and, got them all good and, you know, motivated and all that kind of like wonderful, warm things. And thank your teachers. They prepped you and we're so proud of you. You're going to do great. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Question. Yes. Is there a purpose behind which test is taken when, or is it just kind of like randomized or. Um, do you not campuses, know? Campuses, campuses get to decide you get, basically you get a window to do your test. The order that you do your tests in is up to you. It's up to individual campuses. So our thought was, I guess the thought process was, we're going to do the most challenging and time-consuming test first. And that was the reading. Um, because now with STAR 2.0, it's not just multiple guess. Like you actually have to write out, and, I, and we had talked about this, you actually have to write out your type out your thoughts and sentences. Oh, that's how it was whenever I took the test. Okay. Um, so, math. It, I think math. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. You. Well, it was it was just a, it was just a lot. Apparently, this time around, it's a lot more typing than there's mm-hmm. ever been, okay. like ever been. The the ratio of multiple guess uh, and then writing your answers and then write a you know a full paragraph statement completely analyze the data type of thing was just way different this year. And so, uh, you know, that's what we tried to prepare the kids for. But anyway, uh, when it was my turn to give a speech and everything, I just channeled my inner band director and, and, and gave him one of those motivational speeches. And, you know, we believe in you. I believe in you. Um, I get to go and, and I do, I get to go uh, to meetings once a month with every other liaison in, in MISD. And during those meetings, I get to talk wonderfully about my kids. And uh, I never have anything bad to say about how incredible my campus is, about how incredible my teachers are, um, how incredible the students are. Mm. I'm really fortunate and blessed to be at <clears throat> Communications and Technology Academy. And so, uh, you know, I tried to express that to the kids. And then, you know, I did the grade level thing. Just like, okay, sixth graders, if you're, if you're ready to rock this star, let me hear you. They all, all yell. And I do it all grade level. And, of course, the third graders, this is their – everyone else, they do this every year. But the third graders, it's their first time doing it. And they're just like, like about to pee themselves so excited. <laughs> and I'm just like, third grade. Are you ready to rock the star? Ah! 
yeah, they're just like so loud, just about to pass out. And it, was so, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so cute. And uh, we sent them on their way. And that was Tuesday. And today, um, we made the sixth graders be the guinea pigs. So sixth grade was the only one that took the test. Three through five will take the test tomorrow, which is Wednesday, uh, as we record this podcast. So okay. we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, and the thing is, what's really crazy is, like, we won't know results of these things for a long time. That's what really what sucks with the star testing. It's like you don't get results until the next year. Yeah, isn't it like like very beginning of the school year or something like that? Or like yes. like right before things start going back in the sesh? Well, now this year it's gonna be into the year. Like school will have started before we get the results. But I thought kids passing on to the next grade were contingent on their test results. Nah. No. Then no. why take it? Because Damien. Stop asking that question. You keep asking that question. And there is no good answer. So just stop asking the question. No, that's not how that works. (laughs) That is how that works. Just fall in line. Absolutely not. (laughs) Take the damn pill and shut up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What's on your fucking mind, dude? Fantastic weekly recap, by the way. <laughs> What's on your fucking mind? <laughs> what is on my mind is what happened at Monday's uh, school board meeting. Oh you didn't goodness. tell me that was happening, and I told you I wanted to go with you. I mean, I guess I left for New Mexico, anyways. But like, yeah, right. You did give you... me your, your you did give me your schedule. You did tell me that you were going to be out of town. So, you know. Go on, go on, go on. Um, but it was, so we recognize, first we recognize there's this thing called TIA, which I have no idea. Like, I'm the worst with abbreviations. I hate abbreviations. I really, with a mad passion, I hate abbreviations. These people just talk in acronyms, like, all the time. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. But anyway, there's this thing called TIA, and it's this oh teacher incentive allotment. I do know what TIA is. But basically, it's for math, English, and mm, really that's about it. Those teachers to get like this proposed super ultra mega bonus and increase in pay because of testing results. And people who show measured improvement in their students' uh, grades year after year. And so um, MISD had 177 total teachers that qualified for this thing. And over the the course of Texas, like, I think the grand total number – of people who did this was like 900 and something. And so we had 177 of them in, in Midland and MIST. So that's a, that's a pretty cute little percentage. And of that 177, my school had nine. And so that's, again, that's a nice percentage of teachers who 
um, are basically master teachers, exemplary teachers, and recognized teachers who get these big fat bonuses. So we recognized all of them on Monday. That was the nice part, blah, blah, blah. So then we basically, we get down to the reports. And this is when it got weird. So one of the reports was from, well, one of the reports was talking, was from our, uh, I don't even know what he, he's like the new second guy in charge. Okay. And he was talking about our schools of choice and applications and how they apply and how we get, how we determine what school is what. And so my school, at being a magnet school, it's supposed to be a school of choice. Mm. We were talking, basically the conversation was around attendance and who goes to what school. And right now, all of our borders are all jacked up. And across every school, there are, there are so many kids that are not supposed to be at a neighborhood school. So correct me if I'm wrong, but does Midland still work under the policy of like, you have your school you're supposed to attend, but if your parents can get you there, you can go to whatever school you want. Well, you can apply to go to whatever school you want. Okay. And apparently, and apparently nobody's denying a transfer. Okay. You can can transfer (laughs) to whatever school you want to. And so, you know, it's part of what's making some of these schools look good, but it's also a part of what's making some of these schools look bad. So they put up most of the schools, you know, and, and their attendance and like what the actual percentage of neighborhood kids are that attend that school. For whatever reason, they purposely did not put my school on this attendance list and talk about percentages. But he said that one of the and and you have to you also have to take into account these charter partner schools. I think they're called 1882 partnership schools. And um, and how they play a different role because basically you have to apply into them and they can take people from anywhere, you know, from absolutely anywhere. And they pretty much get total control over who goes to their school. Um, At a school of choice, which is what my school is, we're supposed to have, you know, a pretty firm control over who can and cannot come to our school. We're supposed to not be able to exclude anyone for academic reasons, but we do, we're supposed to have the ability to exclude people for discipline reasons. Okay. Well, this past year, we were getting an influx of kids from this from the Ben Milam area, which is Ben Milam is now the Ben Milam International Language Academy. And so the kids that are neighborhood to there were all of a sudden showing up on our doorstep. And we had no idea why. Hear me out. Yeah start a rumor about like one particular school find that whatever kind of rumor you think will attract all the bad kids and all the bad parents and then all the bad kids will just migrate to that one school and then all the oh other schools God. in the district will be good <laughs> you're so ridiculous i should not have stopped and paused for that um <laughs> Love you. so comes to find out come to find out like 156 kids 
that are supposed to be going to Ben Milo have been put over into peas. Dude, that's a shitload of kids. That's a shitload of kids. And isn't PE supposed to be like selective admission? Like I don't yeah. understand how kids just end up in that school. How do you just end up and, in that and school? And we have no control over it. Like kids would show up. We weren't even getting their their um, discipline records. Yeah. Like we weren't even being given that information. We were just told this student is now a student at your school. Yeah. Well, how the hell are we a school of choice if you're dictating who we get? Make that make sense. Right. And so, you know, they finally called that out. And like all the school board are just like, wait, what? <laughs> it was a wait, <laughs> wait, what moment for everybody. And I'm just in the and I'm just in the seat. Like at one point, I did start clapping when they like revealed how challenging that was for a campus like Peace. They're just like, so you're saying that this school of choice, it just has to accept all these people, whether they want to or not, and we don't give them any say over it, yet we still expect them to be a school of choice. I said, bingo, and I started clapping. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just, it was such a revealing moment for everyone. And basically what it told everyone is that we have no control. We have zero control over who goes where, and at any point in our in our schooling uh, situation, yeah. kids can go. They're all over place, and none of them are going where they're supposed to go. And so we have kids that get on a bus at Ben Milam to come to Peace. I'm just like, why can you not go to your own school? I but I thought I thought you guys screened kids, and you guys perp like you guys admitted who went to that school and who didn't. Back in the day when it first started, oh, but like God. this year, this year, I mean, we had arguments on the phone with people downtown as they were just sending us kids that we knew nothing about, like no advance warning email. Hey, we're enrolling these people to your school, blah, blah, blah. They were just showing up. And I'm assuming is it just like there were just too many kids in Ben Milam already, or it wasn't no. really just, it was just an accounting error. Or not an accounting error, but you know what I mean, like oversight or whatever you want to call well, it. But. Here, so here's the thing, Ben Milam, which they revealed in, in uh, each one of the uh, our partner schools, our charter partner schools, had to mm. give a report. And they said, basically, because it was asked, how do you get into your school? Well, if you don't start at that academy in, in pre-K or kindergarten, you're not going to that school. Shouldn't peas be the same way? Well, you would think so, but because of their curriculum, because they're teaching multiple languages, and they feel like you know you have to start these languages from the very beginning. I so do if you don't really, start these languages from the very beginning, then you're really just going to catch on. I do really agree with that, because like, not offering a foreign language until you're in like high school, which was like the case for me, was like you're. I don't know. You got to start young for those kind of things to really, really get it and be very, very fluent. I mean, there's some people who are the exception, and there's people that are just way smarter than me. But like science says, you should start learning a second language when you're young. You yeah. know what I mean? Like CB three, he could probably speak like five languages by now. <laughs> right? No joke. 
<laughs> no joke. Mercedes pisses and, him off, and he's probably cursing her out in Japanese. Like. Okay, in Japanese and in <laughs> Mandarin. Like, seriously. So, they don't, so they, like, they don't take any kids. And they're not going to take any kids. That's, that was the other thing that they were making clear. Like, y'all can be mad for sending, for us sending all these kids to somewhere else. We're not going to take these kids. And then the other thing that's really crazy about it is at the very beginning of this school year, there was conversation about revoking the the uh, the charter deal for Ben Milam because the school kept failing. Like it was oh the goodness. only school that was still, it was the only charter partner that was still failing. Everyone else managed to at least get like a C, but they were still the only ones that were still failing. And so all their people, they came up crying, please don't take away our school, give us another chance, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> And it's okay, just can like, I ask another related question? This is nothing silly. I'm being serious. Yes. Um. So, like, Peace Academy and Ben Milam were those schools that failed, and then they were bought by independent, whatever they're called, or was this purposely done by M- by MISD? So the way that all this magnet school stuff came about is back when we had the cluster system. And white people finally got to the point to where they're just like, we're not sending our kids over to, the, to that side of town and into those neighborhoods uh, to go to school. So do whatever you want to do, but we're going to go back to the neighborhood. We want to be back in the neighborhood schools where they say on this one campus and this is their campus. And so they were just like, well, and so, you know, our, the leaders in the black community at the time we're just like, well, if you do that, then what, what is going to be the incentive to make those campuses better? Like, why not? I mean, not just for the neighborhood kids, but part of why the reason why we did this is because you were purposely ignoring the upkeep of these campuses. Yeah. So that was part of the whole reason for the cluster system and to begin with, to force white people to come here and to pay attention to what was going on. So they said, okay, well, we'll just make them charter schools and give them programs that are more enticing and people will want to go there and we'll, you know, we'll make them all specialized campuses, which is why Booker T. Washington was a STEM academy. Um, Bowie Elementary, which is there on A Street uh, by the Duck Pond, is the Fine Arts Academy. Ben Milam is a different situation because it's a charter partner. So it's it's the only non-MISD school. All the rest of them, we're all MISD campuses. We don't have any outside governing bodies or anything like that. I we thought are, that... Okay, but I had... I, I had sorry, can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. There was some kind of weird audio issue. I thought that there was a big issue during the last school board election with... James Fuller and a lot of schools under his um, leadership were failing and then were coming and getting bought out by like third parties. Well, that was the, yeah, that was one of the conversations is that, you know, like what was that one school that failed and it got renamed David? uh, Well, one of them was, um, um, it was Crockett Crockett. Elementary. It was Crockett Crockett Elementary that's now Tommy Frank's. And they sent all those neighborhood kids, all the kids that live 
in the Crockett neighborhoods, they, they sent them somewhere else. Because I remember and, us talking about that, yeah. Yeah, and brought in all the kids that live um, on the other side of, of Loop 250 that mm-hmm. are in the, uh, like, headed towards Lubbock. Yeah. That, those, that area, those kids now go to Tommy <laughs> Frank's. They're bused, like, across town to Tommy Frank's. And the neighborhood kids can't go to their neighborhood school. And so is Tommy Frank's like a magnet school now? No, it's still a regular school. That is so confusing to me. Okay. Yeah, it's super confusing. That is <laughs> sorry. That I'm not trying to be difficult. Confusing. It just really confuses me. Yeah, no, that one is super confusing because it's not a charter partner. It's not a magnet school. It's considered a neighborhood school, just not for that neighborhood. <laughs> They okay. transplant. They <laughs> transplant their neighborhood. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you can finish or or pick back up so, on your mind. I just had questions. Yeah. So, so basically, the whole conversation and what I want people to start thinking about is: Do we really have any control over where kids go, and is there really any control over the supply midland process? Um. Are schools of choice really able to be a school of choice? Are they having their their campuses dictated to them, as such is the case at Peace? And so at Peace, not only did we get all of the kids from um, Ben Milam, we got a lot of the kids from Washington after that campus was completely shut down. Turns out Young Women's Leadership Academy one of the reasons why they wanted Washington is because they wanted, they needed the demographics. Part of their mission statement says that they are to serve um, youth that are women, young women who are, uh, what is, what is the word that they use? Like economically challenged, okay. whatever it is, you know, they want the poor kids. They want to educate the poor kids, but what's happening is that the rich white girls and the rich foreign girls are going to Young Women's Leadership Academy to get an excellent education. And their, their demographics are not meeting their own standards. And even with the transition to Washington, they're still not meeting their standards. And they got called out on that. One of the school board members, I think it was Brandon Hodges, called them out on that. It's just like you're still not meeting what you said. Can I like, tell well, you that? Oh, sorry. Finish your thought. Sorry. Go ahead. And they're like, "Well, we're trending in that direction. We're making strides um, to to you know meet those demographic numbers and everything, but we're just not quite there yet." And I'm just like, "Wait a minute, you." And then I think back at my own again. I look at peace, and I look at who we acquired from peace. How is it that if that was your goal, we have little black girls who are not who are at peace coming from Washington? That's mm-hmm. anti what mission you said. statement. Yeah, yeah, the mission statement and a reason why we shut down the whole campus. So it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's not adding up. It's really frustrating because a lot of the things that are being said are not being done. And one of the things that I, I really applaud about what's happening with Dr. Howard's 
new regime because she cleaning house. They I've seen I've seen a house. bunch of posts from MISD on Facebook that's like we've hired this position, we've hired yes. this position, we've hired, and I'm like, how much fucking turnover is there? And I've been looking for the director of human resource or whatever. So I'm like looking for that position. I'm like, y'all did it's, my boy dirty. When's it gonna get filled? I haven't seen it. It's out there. It got filled. Oh, it got, got filled. filled Oh yeah, he in there. Let me hop on. Hold on. Let me hop on Facebook. MISD. Yeah, I didn't he, see he on it. Little dude. Little dude, little, you said. Little, little angry, a little angry looking man. Oh, I uh, literally just saw him, Chief of Human Capital Man. But that's because yeah. it just got posted yesterday. Oh, he do look angry. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Reyes. Yes. What he happened to Mister Bailey? Of- they did him okay. dirty. They did him super dirty. Super dirty. I mean, what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say, check out Wait What podcast. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they did they did they they did him dirty, and so and and just didn't talk about it. Like nobody's talking about. It. Once they fire somebody, it's like they don't even exist, and they never existed. There's no thank you for your service. You know, that man, uh, Woodrow Bailey, had been with the district for like three or four superintendents. Oh, really? And there's not even a thank you for your service. It's just like, he gone. Bye. All right. I just I just plugged this. Oh, Lord. Dude, we're probably the only podcast where people are vi- are avidly talking about what goes on in Midland, Texas, and specifically Midland school system. If people have questions, we should point them our way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, My friend- <laughs> it's time stamped and everything. She won't even have to listen to the poetry. She'll <laughs> go right <laughs> to the T. <laughs> right, right to the T. Um, shout out to my friend Kate Williams. Uh, saw her at the school board meeting. She is a big fan of yours. She said, Aww, if you get a random, you, if you get a random, you get a random Facebook request, just accept it, and it's okay. I'll go and, request it right now. And she is a good person. So, uh, but yeah, um, you know, she listens to. She told me she listens to the show, and you know, I'm I still, still, I keep saying it. I'm always surprised when someone says that they listen to the show. Because I'm just like, you actually listen to this? <laughs> Somebody at work the other day recognized me from the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Kate like, Wait a Jeffrey minute. Williams? Kate Jeffrey yes. Williamson? Yes, that is her. Oh, I can't even request her. She does. She has, like, requests turned off. Well, oh, you play chess? Oh, oh she this plays is for chess? teenagers. Never mind. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no! It's just some women's leadership thing. But they use like a queen as their symbol. So I just saw the chess queen. And I got excited. <laughs> oh, okay. I need a chess club or something out here, man. Huh? You should get involved with some of the schools. Apparently, at at Bowie, um, Legacy? Bowie Bear Bunch Bunch. Sorry, Bunch Bears. They have a a big chess academy. Really? Have a big chess club. Uh, That's awesome. Starting like in kindergarten, they're teaching I'm not, how to play. I'm not good enough to teach people how to play chess. I still struggle no. to play chess myself. They just they just want to they just want to play and beat you. That's so. <laughs> they want to. So, they want to. They, they school you. They don't want to learn. Dude, from it's, you. it's funny. I so I um, enrolled myself. So I'm actually going to be in a chess tournament in July. Um, okay. 
And I was like, I can't wait to get my ass kicked by some eight-year-old Vietnamese kid that's just like been playing since he was like five years old. Because it's open entry, open age. They could be eight years nice. old, six years. I think minimum is six years old. They could be six years old, eight years old, 60 years old. It's just all based off of your uh, ranking. There's like a ranking system for chess based on your skill level. Yeah. Anyone in that skill bracket, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get my ass kicked by some kid, like some eight-year-old. Yeah, he might not even be a Vietnamese. He might, he might be um, Hispanic kid, straight out of uh, Bunch Elementary. Oh, I'm sure. I just make that joke because there's this, there was this eight year old Vietnamese kid. Um, this chess international master was in Vietnam, and he's a streamer. And this kid recognized him, and he's like, "Can I play you in chess? Can I play you in chess?" And the guy's like, "Okay, like you know, I'll take it easy on this kid, right?" The kid slaughtered him. <laughs> he's like he's like 10 moves in I'm playing the best chess I, like I'm realizing holy shit this kid's oh my god and he's like raving about the kid and so I'm like yeah knowing my luck I'm gonna go there all confident and some 8 year old Vietnamese kid's gonna pull I'm up telling, on me <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, you can't, look, these kids come from a different they a different breed but they have so many resources available to them I mean I just recently got into chess you know but if you're into it as a child and People don't realize that children's mind can latch on to things so much better than an adult yes. can. You know? Yes. So, like, it's just, yes. I'm just like, I'm going to get my ass kicked by some eight year old. And, you know, kudos, even at my school, there's one particular teacher, fifth grade teacher, Mr. Torres, where he incorporates chess in his math, in his, his class. That's awesome. And so the kids who take, you know, his math, which is everybody, you know, they learn chess. And they're able to have some serious, like, I walked in and watched the game, and it was, like, serious. I was just like, wow. Mr. Torres, I want to play you. Tell him I want to play him. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Tell him I'll come to the school, and I'll play in front of the kids. And even if I get my ass kicked, I'll play him. I don't know. Because (laughs) you can't be in there cussing. I wouldn't do that. Come on, man. Give me a little Uh, bit of credit. I'm a district manager for my company. I know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. I listened to last week's podcast. Oh no, what happened? No, I just listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> You're talking about being the press secretary. <laughs> you you had just like just finished cussing. You just like I, I can I can be a press secretary. <laughs> I defended you. I was just like, you just finished cussing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was defending you. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Oh. I'm still of the mindset that, like, you cursing is not a sign of professionalism or a sign of intelligence or a sign of anything. It's just a way of speaking. And I don't think it takes away from the gravity of a situation. No. Yes, we're not there yet as a society. I un- and I understand it's not societally unacceptable, and that's why when I'm at work, I know how to turn it off. And I can even if I'm getting on to somebody or talking to an angry customer, I'm not "Hey, fuck you" or "Hey, employee, this is fucking unacceptable." Like you know, what the fuck? I don't do that because I know it's not acceptable. But I, in my personal beliefs, if I were to say, "Man, what the fuck's up with you today? Let's talk to me. What's up?" That does not take away if I said, "Hey, bud, what's going on? Let me hear it." It's the same thing. It should matter in the situation and like who you're talking to. But whatever. Uh, I know. 
<laughs> Whatever, Courtney. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, what's on my mind is that we have no idea where the kids are going. We have no idea how to fix our problems. Uh, one of the other things that I really want to, to while I'm on this soapbox, um, I have to give a shout out to Coleman High School and the turnaround that they've had over the last three years under the leadership of Principal Rebecca Medina. You I love her, her so much. Yes, she was my course. math teacher in the eighth grade, and she used yeah. to take me with her on weekends to this Bible, to this church Bible study group when I was kind of getting into like church and church community and God and stuff. She would take me separate out of school and we would go on this little thing and we tried to have a Bible study group, but then the school shut it down, which is fine. But she would take me on weekends to this church with her for like a couple months. She's an amazing cool. woman. I, I love her. She she is she is still an amazing woman and I love the way that she has connected with her students. Well, she's done such a great job connecting with her students that students, basically the kids who who are outcast from the high schools, the kids who who wander the hall aimlessly and just don't want to be there because they're being bullied, you know, they they feel intimidated. All of the reasons to not want to go to school, they just they they don't want to. And so instead they've chosen Coleman as an option. And the problem is, or the problem to the other high schools is that they're the smart kids. The -hmm. smart kids are opting to to leave the the high schools because they don't care about being in all the different uh, electives. They're not in the electives anyway, so that doesn't matter to them. They're just there to graduate. So they're leaving those schools and applying to Coleman and getting in. And so... And so it's it's dropping down the GPA average at the high schools because you're taking away now you're taking away the smart kids. It was different when you were just taking away the disciplined kids and the pregnant girls. But now you want the other kids. You you want the quote unquote good kids. Yeah, because when I was in when I was in school, we just called Coleman. Coleman was a ghetto school. Like that's what everybody. It was literally. It yeah. was it was Midland, it was Lee, because it was Lee at the time. It was Midland, it was Lee, and it was Ghetto Coleman. <laughs> it's literally yeah. how we referred to it. And so, and so they've made a super concerted effort to change the image, and they have done so. They have rebranded themselves. And now they are one of the elite schools of choice. Well, the problem is, is they've become too good at what they do. And so the current principal at Legacy High School, who is just about to elevate into a new position, has made it her mission to to screw up Coleman. She gave a presentation about um, their credit recovery strategies and all these wonderful things that they're doing at Legacy High School as if she's reinvented the wheel. But they're all the things that are already being done at Coleman, every single one of them. And she's just piggybacking off Miss Medina's. Yes. And so, but Coleman is getting none of the credit for it. Mm -hmm. Instead, Coleman is being told, um, you have too many teachers and not enough students. And so some of your teachers will not be returning here next year. Now they told them this after the transfer, the teacher transfer portal had closed. Then they went and told them, oh, some of you are not returning here. Like, who does that? Why would you do that? That's awful. 
That is absolutely awful. And so that teacher, right, that, that school right now, the teachers are, de- are devastated. They don't know what the next move is. And I hate that for them because they have a really good thing going. Man, I've never seen a high school campus that is more dedicated to their students. Their staff is so dedicated. Um, I, I really am touched every time I walk onto that campus and every time I talk to anyone associated with Coleman. And they've had some, like, you know, some big-time people. Their kids have gone through Coleman because they weren't cutting it at the high schools, at the other two high schools. And they've had extreme success. But to now to be basically the district is trying to push them back into that pregnant girl and the ghetto campus mindset and mind frame. And I, it angers me. I'm mad about it. I want these people to leave Coleman alone. And I want every, I want people to understand what's going on. Cause that's one of the things that nobody's talking about. And Shannon Torres, I I'm, I'm calling her out. She is, she is the one of the, drops. yeah, I name dropped. I name dropped cause I'm that upset about it. I am really disappointed that they are, they are doing this to Coleman high school. And the, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it is because I am on Coleman's CEIC, you know, they're, they're, they're partners in community education partners. And so I get to hear a lot more information about the school, about what they're trying to do, about their goals, um, you know, than, than other people. So that's how I get to know a lot more about Coleman. That's how I'm so connected to them. And that's why I know the success that they have. I know what their potential is because if the, my goodness, their graduation rate has grown so much, so much. Yeah. For the past three years, they are getting kids graduated. They're getting kids career ready like never before. And if you force these kids back over to the high school, they're going to be lost in the cracks and they're going to drop out. But, you know, these high schools think that, well, if we get them back over here, then, you know, it's going to it's going to increase our scores, our test scores. And that's all that they're looking at is their their individual test scores, not what they can offer for these kids, not how they can make these kids uh, educational experience any better, but how it can improve their their campus test scores. And that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. And so. uh that is my that is like one of my my little mini campaigns is I just want people to be aware. I want to raise the awareness of what's happening to Coleman High School, not what's happening at Coleman High School, because good things are happening at Coleman High School. But the things that are happening to Coleman High School are ridiculous. And people need to people people who have voices need to shut that shit down. Here, here. And you should uh, bring it up in a topic at the next school board meeting. And I think I will. I um, I feel like I'll almost have to now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I I just I just have so much. I have so much heart for Coleman High School, and they're just everyone there, but especially Rebecca Medina. Such an incredible and phenomenal person. She is amazing. Person. I love her so much. 
just like, to, I seriously I mean, have so like I love that woman so much. Like to watch her interact with her kids, with her students or with her babies, it's just it's why people get into education. And they're and she's being handcuffed. And just it's she's being handcuffed over numbers. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But that's the okay. issue with the system. Yeah. That's definitely a system issue. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I'm done. Mm, it's a very passionate soapbox today. Thank you. <laughs> so I get to introduce a new seg now? Yeah, so what is the new segment? Well, Damien has killed poetry. Poetry is dead because he's just not feeling it. He, he, <laughs> And he you doesn't write, have any happy you poems. Write, you write it's, Scarlet G, and then you chase Scarlet G for so long, and you realize Scarlet G was the pinnacle, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you, you know, you ask him to write something happy, and he just has a meltdown, and he can't. <laughs> he can't even do that. So. What's, <laughs> what's next? What's new? So I'm just doing just Damien's mind, which we've done here and there, but like. It might not always be Damien's mind could be a poem one week if I'm feeling it. Damien's mind could be a dad joke one week if I'm feeling it. Damien's mind oh could be God. could be this a rant. <laughs> Damien's mind could be a rant if I'm feeling it. Not today. It could just so it's it's just whatever the hell I want to talk about for a good 15, 20 minutes. That's Damien's the, mind. So we're gonna call this the millennial moment. The millennial <laughs> moment. Because it has it has no structure. I'm not even a millennial. What are you, a Gen Zer? Um, I mean, so I'm like, you ask half the amount of people that discuss that shit. I'm a millennial. You ask half the amount of people that discuss it, and I'm Gen Z. Like, it's very yeah, yeah. They don't know. It, you're I'm a millennial. You're 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 what the rest of us consider to be like the ideal millennial. <laughs> this is this is called this segment is the it's millennial Damien's mind. It's called the millennial moment. By okay, Damien then Carl. we're gonna call. Then we're gonna call your your thing from now on the uh boomer boy string i'm not a boomer i'm not you'd be acting like it but you'd be acting I'm like not it. A boomer. <laughs> i am not a boomer yeah well i'm not a millennial so you see see well, how we can make this said, uncomfortable for both of us just said did you not just say here i am wanting to do my own seg and you're like it's so it's not even organized there's no structure hey well no because it can be anything. It's like that's, on it that's, the, that's the randomness <laughs> of your generation. Oh my gosh! Is it now, not? Now you're trying to make it sound nice, but you were you were digging on me. Yes, you're right. You're correct. I was, and I still am, in the exact same way. See, why can't you be supportive the, of me? That's what I want. Oh my god! That's what I want to know. Just these random. Uh, this day, I'll I'll talk about a butterfly. This day, yeah, maybe. I'll be a tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Damien's and I need mind. you, my dear friend, and my podcast co-host, to support me. Okay. That's what I need from you, Courtney. <sighs> That's what I need from you, Courtney. Your support. I am here for you, Damien. Let's hear what you have to say. No, I want to hear it sound more natural out of your mouth. Well, then we're going to be sitting here in silence because I don't have a take two. 
Oh, man, people. You see how he bullies me, right? People see this. People hear this. This man picks on me. I am interested to know what's on your mind. So today, Courtney. So I started to see all these things going on. And I realized, like, I'm 25, 26 on Friday. And uh, I don't have a like self-care routine is it like i shower and i brush my teeth that's it (laughs) i don't brush my teeth i mean i don't i don't want to brush my teeth well i don't floss i don't um i don't uh i don't like i don't use any form of like lotion i don't wash my face like i wash it in the shower but i just like run the water over it i don't use like some kind of skincare something or another like right and i'm like man i feel like i'm 26 and i i feel like am i like i know like i clean myself well but i'm like am i like really missing out here so i've been doing a bunch of research i'm like trying to figure out like a routine i'm like researching like facial cleansers and i'm researching like water picks because i hate flossing flossing kills my gums hate that shit so i'm researching like water picks and then like i started like going down this rabbit hole where it's like and you should get an all-natural deodorant because normal deodorant has aluminum and it puts toxins in your body i'm like what is this don't fall for that shit right so then i'm researching all that and then i'm like researching face cleansers and half of like i'll find a face cleanser if it sounds really nice really legit and i'm like okay and then like i'll start to do research on it and half the websites i find are like this is great and half of my find are like it's awful it's a sham don't buy it and so what's on my mind today is no fucking wonder me and a lot of other people don't have routines because this shit's impossible to figure out it's kind of daunting <laughs> like i am really researching this and i can't find clear answers on anything and I don't want to go spend $45, $50 on some kind of product that people swear by and then not do anything when I got like half of these websites saying like, yeah, this is a great product. It's tested. You want these ingredients. It's great for you. And then I see like six or seven more websites that are like, no, this is awful. Don't use it. It's a sham. It doesn't really work. Just get the over-the-counter $15 stuff. It all does the same thing. And I'm like, does it all do the same thing? So I'm stressed over finding a healthcare routine right now, Courtney. That's okay. what's on my mind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, here, so here's what I will give you. And this came to me back when I was 15. Um, a woman had came from, I think she was with Mary Kay. And she had come to my, to my house and she was doing a demonstration with my mom. And I remember she was doing a how to wash your face demonstration. And I watched, and she did it with me, and it completely changed my life. Oh, yeah? I, uh, I did not have the typical teenage breakouts and all of that stuff. Um, even now, when I actually follow through on the routine on a daily basis, my skin is pretty clear, especially for someone as old as I am. The people are always like, you look a lot younger than what you actually are with the exception of your gray hair, like you do not look like you're under your forties. That is true. I agree. And so, you know, the, the reason behind that is just because I do have a daily routine and it's really basic. 
it's not necessarily what you put in your face, but it's how you apply it. Okay. So a lot of people, they get mistaken in, in how they wash their face. And it's just, you know, towel over and, and that's it. And they're, they're like, okay, I'm done with your face. But people don't realize that there are contours in your face. Like your skin goes in different directions. Really? And, dep- and depending on what you're washing, um, that's the direction that you should go with your, your washing material. So like me, I'll use bar soap. And um, when I apply my bar soap, I will apply it like across the chin, uh, across, (laughs) okay, above the above the lip, you know, side to side above the lip, and then when you get to your cheeks, you want to go from lower cheek up, lower up on both sides, lower cheek up, lower cheek up, around your nose, you want to go. Start from like nostrils and go up and out, up and out from your nose. And then you want to go from side to side across your forehead. Okay. And so those are, and, and there's, I mean, when we get off of here, I want you to do an experiment for me. I want you to get like a, a white washcloth mm. and wash your face your normal way. And then... With, even without soap, go back and wash it using those contours I just gave you and see the difference. Okay. You're going to no, notice so much more dirt, you know, that second time of washing your face than the first time. And when I was shown this as a little kid, I was like mind blown. And yeah. I've been doing it the same way ever since then. And, um, you know, I, I remember one of my exes, um, when I first met him, he had like bad acne and I was just like, babe, I can fix this. And he was just like, man, I've been trying to, you know, work on my, my skin for forever. And I just, you know, every morning we would go, we would do this, this routine and like very quickly, it wasn't even like a long time over time. It was pretty rapidly. He started to see the results and see the difference and all his acne just cleared up. Because all acne is is dirt under the skin that we're right. just not we're not getting rid of. So when you add like soap to that, when you when you do your layer of soap, and I like to put on the layer of soap. And then for me, there were like when I was younger because I have oily skin, so I would put on the layer of soap, and pro- and sometimes I would put on a second layer on top of that, and I would sleep in it. What really? Yeah, I was sleeping it because I wanted those soaps to pull the moisture and pull the dirt and everything out of my skin so that when I washed it the, the next morning, that's even more gunk that is off of my skin and out of my pores. And that worked well? Yes. Mm. Works amazingly well. And so I can tell, like, when I, when I get lazy and I stop doing my routine – um, I start having breakouts, but the minute I go back to my routine, things clear up. Okay. Or if I'm having, if I'm having a breakout, then I'll start using product again. Like I have a, a, I like right now. I'm really big on the cold cleansers, so cold based cleansers. Okay. Um, because 
like some people have figured out that, okay, while coal is bad for the environment, we have to figure out something to do with this stuff. Let's use it as a cleaning base. I know it's good for your, for your teeth. Yeah. And so that same, you know, cleaning power for your teeth is also good for your skin. So, you know, put it, you know, the special, the, the, the different products and do it into the contours. It's all about the contours and grooves of your face and all faces are built the same. So, so you're telling across, me that like chimney boys of a 1910s probably had like flawless skin. If they, if they, so here's the other part. I mean, if they actually washed it, yeah. washed their faces using the contours of their skin, then they did. Is it like a left to right or just across the forehead? It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Left. It left. It doesn't matter. Okay. Just be consistent. And really, it's not. It's really not across back and forth. It's like I will go from the middle and go out. Go from the middle and go out across my forehead. Okay, I got you. So yeah, I've just been. That's awesome, and I am gonna try that. But I've just been researching all these different products, and I'm just trying to find like a good set to start like my routine. I'm all excited. I'm like, once I move into my apartment, I'm gonna start my routine. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna see what it's like because like right now I use like um, Doctor Squatch bar soap, um, which okay. I mean gets gets rave reviews, but it's like seven dollars for a bar soap. It's not the biggest bar soap in the world, and like. I don't smell like anything afterwards. And okay, it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like an all natural chemical free bar soap. So maybe maybe you're not supposed to smell like anything but clean skin afterwards. But I'm like, why am I paying seven dollars for this bar soap? And that it, it like you wouldn't even know I don't stink, but I also don't smell like I just took a shower. You know what I mean? Do you apply lotion that. after you shower? Um, because my skin is already like I have oily, oily skin. Yeah. It's not necessary for me um, because so I don't really have ashy skin, but I don't have like oil. I'm not super oily, but I'm not super dry. If that makes sense, like I'm just kind of I don't know. Now my my skin is very oily, and so there'll be in the middle of the day, I'll be like, I need to exfoliate <laughs> because my shit is is oily. I can fry chicken. Like if oh I'm gosh. somewhere and you, when I if I'm somewhere and I'm saying I I can fry chicken right now, that means that my skin is feeling is very oily, you know. Um, and what I'll do is I can get a paper towel, a white paper towel, and rub it across my forehead, and you can see the oil. Oh wow! You know, right there on my forehead, and it's not because I've been sweating or running around or anything like that. So I have natural Just, oily skin, yeah. Natural, naturally oily skin. So for me, there's not a, a lot of reason for me to put lotion on my face mm. um, because my skin is already like it's going to be moist. Oh, okay. there's that, there's that dirty M word. <laughs> <laughs> but so to any of our listeners who never interact, even though we ask you to all the time, but to our listeners. Um, maybe the wonderful Cheryl, you want to share some advice for me. Um, or Kate. Or Kate, yeah. Or even Heather. Or, you know, any of the people who do interact with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys have any advice for, like, moisturizers, body washes, maybe. Don't tell me Old Spice. I'm not using Old Spice. But <laughs> moisturizers. 
um, any kind of like body washes or maybe a bar soap you swear by. I don't need four men products. I don't give a shit about that. That's a scam. Just give me something that's going to make me clean and make me smell nice. Leave me some advice, people, because I already know I'm getting a new mouth. I'm getting a new mouthwash. I'm not using Listerine anymore. Um, I'm buying a water pick to start flossing. I've looked it up extensively and like 99.9% of dentists agree that like if flossing really hurts your gums, you can use a water pick and it's based like the difference is negligible. You're, you're essentially flossing. You're fine. So I'm like, sweet water pick. I've already been using an electric toothbrush for a while. I've got my shampoo and conditioners for a while. I used to have horrible dandruff and I would use head and shoulders, which is horrendous for you. And this one lady recommended this, like a brand of Italian shampoo. And my God, is it expensive? But I've been using it for about a year now. And the difference in my slowly balding head is tremendous. I'm holding on to my hair definitely a little longer than I was using freaking head and shoulder, which kills your roots, by the way. If you're a man using head and shoulders, uh, stop it because that is causing your hair to thin and it's only going to speed up the balding process. But um, we're all different. And so not everyone is affected the same way. Old Spice is okay, but but Head and Shoulders is horrendous for you. Head and Shoulders is great for me and my dandruff. It will it solve my dandruff, but from what I understand from like research, it thins out your hair. See that's see this. So I was I was waiting to get to this point because this is a a major generational difference. Okay. You've Googled all of this, and research says, research says, research says, research says. There's nothing better than trial and error. <laughs> because True. Research, research doesn't necessarily apply to – we are all individually different. And so, what again, what something that research and says for these lab rats might not necessarily be the same as for, works for you. Like the results are not necessarily going to be the same. So how did this woman way back in, because when I did this, this was back in the the 80s, Mm. the 80s and 90s. She didn't Google shit. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't Google shit. But her her information was sound. And so, uh, and, and now time tested. So I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I get it. You need research for a base, but I would not be so hammered into, well, this says this, this says this. (laughs) I think that that your generation gets a little carried away with, well, this says this, this says this. Oh, my God. Hey, man, you know how I am with facts and numbers. You know how I am with facts and numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Things are always going to be skewed to marketing. Think about that, too. Well, that's why it's so damn hard for me to find any products, man. <laughs> oh, stop researching and just do it. Oh, my God. Damn it. Just do it. And if it works, if it feels good, then keep doing it. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't feel good, stop doing it. And that's why I sleep with men. Anyways, Courtney, would you like to give the first recommendation? Uh, the first recommendation is, uh, um, he's never prepared. No, (laughs) I really don't have a lot to recommend this week. I don't either, actually, but (laughs) yeah, I really don't. I don't have a lot to recommend myself. I I do not have a true recommendation and I, I can't even pull anything out my butt this week. I'm just, 
I, I am completely ju- – you talk about a segment that, like, why are we doing this? <laughs> this you don't is, like the recommendations? The why. No. You're so lame. I mean, what? You don't have a recommendation. But a lot of the times I said, do. You just said you don't have but a recommendation. most of the time I do. Mm-hmm. Why don't you recommend that people make sure they could sleep for the star test? Because I did that last week. But I will <laughs> recommend again. Star testing is important. This you are you as a parent are an active participant in your child's success. And the way that you can do that, and I, I put this out on my uh, class dojo and the information I send out to parents is make sure that your kids get sleep. Take away the devices. Make sure that your kids get sleep. Um, make sure that you get them to school on time. Stop racing clocks like. <laughs> I uh, I get on the kids so much about being late, like they're racing to the door and begging me to open the door, and you know it's it's five minutes after. Well, I only allow two minutes after the bell ring, and I shouldn't even do that, but I allow them to come in two minutes and they're like crying and begging. And so there was one time somebody came up to the door like three minutes after, and I said, nope. You're going to have to go to the front of the school and check in. I'm not going to do it. They're like, but Mr. Adler, Mr. Adler. I'm like, no. And let this be a lesson to your parents. I know it's not your fault, kid. You don't drive yourself. Yeah. So, But your parents need to be more responsible for you. And if it is something that you can change by, like, getting up and, and not dragging your feet, then you need to do that. But... You know, this this constant being late, you know, I can I can tell you as someone who is late, that is that is a generational thing that I wish I had never trait that I wish I never developed. I I, I cannot break it. It's so hard. Uh, it is one of my Achilles heel. It's always being late. And I can't I don't I hate it. I hate it. I hate being so. two hours early for everything. <laughs> yeah, which is something that got ingrained in me from the working culture that I exist in. But you know, gray, gray. I get it. But solid recommendation. Uh, we want to make this last week of recommendations, Courtney. I don't mind. It's an ever-changing podcast. Well, I mean, I just you know, if there's stuff. If there's something worth recommending, recommending, I just don't want to. I don't like feeling forced to give a recommendation that I don't have. Well, then you so it's not that like, we can't do recommendations. But what do I... Pre- I mean... It's a teasing joke, Courtney. Stop taking me seriously, too. It's <laughs> just a joke, my guy. I love you. I do not tease. Yeah, you do, though. That's the thing is you do. <laughs> I am not a tease. <laughs> what, do I, what do I want to recommend, Courtney? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's your recommendation. You can't have anything prepared. <laughs> you never prepare. I recommend that people should 
interact with our show more. And also, uh, I recommend that people should once again give me and Courtney feedback on the sports cast and right. let us know what we should call the sports cast. And if you have any opinions there, and if you're somebody with, that would like to come on to the sports cast and talk with us about some stuff, why don't you let us know that too? That way we can kind of. I mean, we. I'll, I'll be completely transparent and say we haven't discussed it once since <laughs> right. we announced it on the podcast. But we're we busy. Not. It'll it'll happen eventually. It'll happen when it happens, but it will happen. Um, but I will tell you this: don't try and come on this this sports podcast and you haven't given a suggestion for the name. Period. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah, that that's the first the first guest get the privilege of coming on because they recommended the name to us. Okay. Yeah. Don't recommend something stupid just to recommend something. It needs <laughs> yeah. to be a viable name. And I don't want to hear no gay guys talk about sports shit. No, we're not doing that. That's not the <laughs> right. angle. I'm not doing that. <laughs> gay on sports. No. Will, will I have like a hottest player of the week segment? Maybe I will. Who knows? But no. <laughs> <laughs> no. JK. Maybe. But. So it is so is is Andy gonna do this this show? Andy, is that his name? You know who? your uh, your other family, Andy or Alex. Well, who is? What is your pseudonym? I listen to it. No, I'm talking about your other little podcast. Amby. You no. Know, what is your name? Amby. Your name is Amby. Yes. That's my internet name. That's what I go by. Like on all my internet video games, that's what all my internet friends know me by. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I listened and I was just like, who the fuck is this? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emily goes by Eerie. Sarah goes by Serafina. And I go by Ambie because that's like our internet name, like in our video game that we play and all other internet. Yeah. You listen to it? What'd you think? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, Courtney. Well, I mean, y'all, you guys were talking, and I was multitasking. I was super multitasking, so I didn't really get all the way through it. Um, like I said, I was listening to last week's episode, and then it just transitioned right into that episode, and so then it had became background noise because other stuff started happening, mm. and so I kind of halfway listened to it enough to know that that you weren't. You know, you weren't Damien. I'm just like, does he not want anyone to know that he's that he's Damien? Oh no, and it's just, like, just I was yeah. very confused. <laughs> I was very confused. You see, that's the boomer coming out of you. How is that boomer when you don't go by your name and you give no preference into why you're using this other name? <laughs> None. There's no preference. You're just the new guy on the show, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, the name, the dude's name is Damien. Like, what the hell is happening right now? So, don't boomer me. Don't you dare boomer me, dude. You fucking crack me up. I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> He's so mad for it. Holy shit, Courtney. <laughs> she even says in the description, we bring our friend Damien into the mix as a new co-host on the series. Again, it automatically switched to the episode. 
So it's not like I was looking at anything. It just <laughs> automatically switched. I'm just like, oh, it's the it's the show that he's cheating on me with. Okay. <laughs> let's let's looking let's listen and see what the hell's going on here. <laughs> oh, obscure movie, obscure movie. Oh, some movie and we're talking about all these stars that people who have brief cameos and and, and Andy or Amby or whatever. What do you think? It's like <laughs> and then you start talking. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? What the hell? So, yeah. Oh my god, you're fucking unreal. <laughs> that's wow. my that's my world. That's clearly your world, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Peek into how I think. I love you, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this has been the highlight of my week. <laughs> Whew. Well, all right, my friend. <laughs> my friend. My next young, week, young friend. Next week, I'll introduce myself as Ambie and Yoda's been not on this show. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You already know. <laughs> You in the recording what? right there. Exactly. Like, We're restarting. <laughs> Send exactly. Me a new Take two. Send me a link. <laughs> the hell you are. <laughs> Not over here. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, thank you to everybody that listens to our show. Yeah. Shout out to Canada. We love you. Yeah. I... What? Where was this? Croatia. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah. The homies in Kazakhstan. Yeah, what's, they're over there fighting the war against Russia. Yeah, what's going on, Kazakhstan? Uh, stay stay on the troops. Stay on the front lines. Imagine yeah. fighting a war against Russia, and we are your source of entertainment. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here they're in, for it. They're in the foxhole listening to my gay ass talk about stupid shit. <laughs> Like, oh my goodness, he is so funny. <laughs> we must continue for them. We must continue. <laughs> we must continue. But yeah, thank you to everybody who listens from America, from Midland to America as a whole, to Canada. You're all right. To everywhere else, you're wonderful people. We appreciate you guys. Interact with us more. <laughs> Seriously, yes. people, come on. Like, we're, we're needy for this interaction. Right from Midland, Texas to Midland, Michigan, and everywhere in between. Make sure you follow our Instagram at, at WaitWhatPod22. Maybe someday we'll have some fresh content. I work on it. We'll work on it. We're busy. We're just busy people. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, until next week. Until next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.